Whether packing for a destination vacation or planning a staycation, Macy's has everything you need. Summer's almost here, and I'm so excited to take a trip with Bryn. We are planning it right now. We are heading to Macy's before we pack to grab new shoes we can wear all day with anything. I'm excited to lay in the sun with key pieces from Macy's, like my new Dolce Vita sandals and Levi's skirt. I am ready to relax and look and feel amazing. Oh, how good that sounds. Of course, I can't forget a new beach bag. I have been eyeing the collection of beach bags from Macy's, and I can't wait for you to see what I choose. Shop at Macy's.com slash own your style. Imagine a sharp, stabbing pain on your skin. Sounds like a nightmare, right? While individual experiences may vary, it's how some people describe shingles. This painful, blistering rash could interrupt your life for weeks. It could even force you to cancel social events or weekend plans. Over 99% of adults 50 years or older already carry the virus that causes shingles. One in three people will get it in their lifetime. Why wait? Ask your doctor or pharmacist about shingles today. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. So Puerto Rico is a beautiful place. It's a lush island. It's great for surfing. It's got a culture. Like you feel like you've really gone somewhere far And you don't need a passport, which honestly, I do really enjoy. It's a beautiful island. The people are amazing. The food is amazing. The water, the beaches, the vibe. It's a great place. It really is. In Puerto Rico, you'll taste the influence of Spanish, African, and native Taino traditions, sometimes all in the same dish. Puerto Rican chefs and restaurants put their passion into every bite. Puerto Rico is an excellent destination for food, which may not be a well-known fact. Whether it's a five-star restaurant or local favorite spot, no one does food like Puerto Rico. No passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. So I had a decent amount of experience in the dieting space. It's a multi-billion dollar industry. My book, Naturally Thin, was on the New York Times bestseller list for 27 weeks. Um, I was really not very well known. And that book just really came out swinging. And it was interesting because when I was trying to sell the book, nobody wanted to buy it. That's always my story. That was the same thing with the Skinny Girl Cocktail. Nobody wanted to do this idea. No one wanted to buy my book because... They said that it needed to be six weeks to X pounds. That was back in the day where it was, you would see seven day diet and you would know exactly that on next Thursday, you're supposed to eat an egg white omelet and next Tuesday, uh, you know, oatmeal or oat bran and a couple of berries. And the truth is maybe next Thursday you would be PMS and you would want chocolate or not want eggs or whatever the reason is. Maybe you're hungover. Maybe you want something more hearty. And the word diet had the word die in it. So, um, and I, I, I despise the word. I really hate when you hear, particularly a mother, it's usually a mother say in front of their child and particularly a daughter. Um, oh my God, my jeans don't fit. I'm fat. I was bad. I was good. I've got to diet. I've got to lose weight because kids, the younger generation, they absorb everything we say. They want to be like us. They imitate what we say and do. Uh, whether they like it or not, it still just becomes part of them. And so this vernacular and this world of diet has evolved and changed in different ways. So when I was selling that book, no one wanted it to just be the emotionality of food. I call it food noise, the relationship that you have with food. They wanted it to be prescriptive. And I'm going to guarantee you that you do this for six 
weeks and you lose this many pounds or five days and you lose this many pounds because that's what people want to hear because it's like when you walk into starbucks and you see one of those muffins it says low fat blueberry muffins even though it has eight thousand calories it's low fat it just makes you feel better even though you know you're lying to yourself so if some book says you're gonna lose 12 pounds in six days you know you're not really going to and you know it's not going to be real if you did it's just making you feel better about it growing up in a house with eating disorders i've been through seeing the magazines that used to be you'd rip out Cosmopolitan or Mademoiselle or any of the magazines and you'd rip it out because it would tell you exactly what to eat. And ripping out that page was hope. Okay, I'm going to go buy everything. I'm getting excited. I'm starting tomorrow. I'm going to have half a cup of brand cereal with a quarter cup of skim milk. I'm going to measure everything I eat. I'm so excited. Then you have to go out to dinner or have lunch with someone or you're not in the mood for that. Or you cook for your kids or you see your kid's chicken finger and like you get all messed up. So That's why diets really don't work. I've been through the world of, when I was a kid, the Beverly Hills diet. I remember that one. I think it was like a whole day of fruit, a whole day of vegetable. I think the whole week, first week, maybe I had to eat fruit. I forgot what the rest of the thing was, but something heavily in fruit. There was the Atkins diet. And I don't mean the way we knew it in the last 15, 20 years. I mean, when I was a kid, the Atkins diet was a paperback book and it was back before the Suzanne Summers diet, before the South Beach diet before the modern Atkins diet, anything besides bacon, cheese, oil, butter, eggs, fat was the devil. Like you are allowed to believe it or not to have lettuce, but it had to be drowned in Caesar dressing. But if a crouton, if a crouton came anywhere near that fucking salad, you were going to blow up like a tick. You were allowed steak, bacon, blue cheese melted on the steak, all of it, but you couldn't have broccoli. You couldn't have fruit. It was the devil. So that evolved later into the South Beach diet, the zone diet, the eat right for your type, for your blood type diet. There was the Scarsdale diet. There was the Mediterranean diet there. I mean, let's, you get the picture. This is moronic and we're moronic. And when I had my wheat, egg and dairy free cookie company, they were low fat wheat, egg and dairy free cookies and some brownies and blondies. And They were delicious. I was a natural food chef long before that was in a local seasonal, you know, plant-based chef. This was back in 2001 before it was cool and hip and everybody said it. And being vegan was an alien thing. Um, Some people had the allergies, but everybody wasn't allergic to everything back then. Everybody wasn't allergic to gluten and dairy and all of this, there, there weren't like oat milks, macadamia nut milks, cashew milk. I mean, this is almond milk. Almond milk has become like whole milk at this point. It's like soy milk is, is forget it. Soy milk is like an eighties band. It's like, so not even cool. Soy milk is so out. Almond milk is the new soy milk and it's quickly leaving because of oat milk. But anyway, Back then, no one had any of this shit. It was just like we have regular milk and we have skim milk and we have sweet and low and we have, uh, you know, equal and um, NutraSweet. No, equal is NutraSweet. It was equal and then later came Splenda. Okay, so when I had this wheat, egg and dairy-free cookie company, it was amazing. But, and I went to the food shows, the trade shows, but the timing wasn't great because everybody was into low carb. It was all low carb. And it was, everything was Atkins. Everything was these fake protein bars. Everybody, you know, eating a piece of watermelon was bad. Eating a fake manufactured bar that tastes like chalk and chemicals and has this protein processed garbage powder was right. And um, it was so annoying. Everything was just like, kind of like it is now with the cheese crisps. And, but it was like these manufactured space food protein copycats of everything. And We kind of moved away from that a little bit. Years ago, long before that, it was the exact opposite. Everybody, every night, ate a bowl of pasta with tomato sauce, but you couldn't have any oil anywhere near it because carbs could go with other carbs, which was tomato sauce. It was effectively food combining, but carbs couldn't go with oil. So steak could go with oil, chicken could go with oil, vegetables could go with oil, salad could go with oil, but carbs... Bread could go with bread. Pasta could only go with pasta. And and this is post-Atkins diet. Like, Atkins would never allow any of this. This was a little bit of South Beach where you, it was food combining. It was separate. But this woman, Susan Powder, who had a short 
bleach blonde haircut, go on talk shows and pile up baked potatoes and pile up pasta and say, as you can have, pile up pretzels. You can have as much of this as you want, as much. You can have 50 baked potatoes as long as you have no fat with it. Carbs are great. Car- all carbs, it was fat that was the devil. Fat was the devil. Carbs are now the devil. So now the pendulum has swung again and we're in some weird keto universe, which I think is effectively saying like Atkins meets South Beach, except they're kind of allowing you to have maybe probably like healthier carbs, like brown rice or something. I'm not even sure, but I know that keto's the whole new thing now. And everybody's obsessed. And I just want to say, this is all crazy. This is all crazy, okay? It, none of this is moderation. None of this is a good relationship with food. None of this is balanced. Some people get mad because they have glu- uh, glucose issues. I understand that. If you, if you have to be in a state of ketosis, great. That Atkinside used to have you peeing on a stick to see if your body went into ketosis, um, which was good. And your breath would be bad and you'd be constipated. And that was good. Don't ask me why. But um, with keto, I think there are some medical reasons for some people. So let me just disclaim that. And I'm also not a doctor. I'm just commenting. But I do know that just being afraid of carbs is absolutely moronic. I don't care what anyone says. We can go throw it down. We can have a fight. I don't give a shit, but it's moronic. Like you have to eat some things in moderation. I eat bagels. People think I'm doing something revolutionary. Like I'm literally this crazy, reckless, evil Knievel because I eat bagels. Like bagels. Okay. I just ate a bagel 20 minutes ago. So that's what I have to say. What do you all think of this? What do you think about low carb versus carbs versus keto versus South Beach versus Atkins versus all natural, vegan. Another day we're going to do a whole thing on vegan because just because you're eating vegan doesn't mean it's healthy. There's a lot of garbage. Like, and I eat some of it, some of the frozen fake wings, fake burgers, fake cheese, fake pizza, fake shit. That's garbage. Okay. So when you, if you're really being serious and legit about being vegan, it's not that easy and it can be a little harsh on your stomach. So there's got to be a balance to all this. I have to say. Mother's Day is May 12th, and Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Macy's makes it easy for your little ones to buy a present for you for Mother's Day. Bryn loves to shop but sometimes has a hard time figuring out what to get me. I have confidence that Macy's Gift Finder will be a great guide for her. Something for everyone at every price point. Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas, it's so easy to shop. You can shop by price, category, or gift lists, like for the mom who has everything gifts that are already wrapped and ready to be gifted and gifts for grandma. Plus, Macy's has top gifts like Beats headphones, digital photo frames, Polaroid camera, and Samsung Smart TV, the frame. Head on over to Macy's.com slash gift finder for the perfect inspiration for Mother's Day. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snagajob is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On-demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snagajob's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. AI might be the most important new computer technology ever. It's storming every industry, and literally billions of dollars are being invested. So buckle up. The problem is that AI needs a lot of speed and processing power. So how do you compete without costs spiraling out of control? It's time to upgrade to the next generation of the cloud. Oracle Cloud Infrastructure, or OCI. OCI is a single platform for your infrastructure, database, application development, and AI needs. OCI has four to eight times the bandwidth of other clouds, offers one consistent price instead of variable regional pricing, and of course, nobody does data better than Oracle. 
So now you can train your AI models at twice the speed and less than half the cost of other clouds. If you want to do more and spend less like Uber, 8x8, and Databricks Mosaic, take a free test drive of OCI at oracle.com slash strategic. That's oracle.com slash strategic. oracle.com slash strategic. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. My guest today is Jared Blondino, the co-founder of Too Faced, a beauty brand that was launched in 1998. Blondino got his start working from behind the Estee Lauder department makeup counter in the 1990s before creating his own female empowering makeup brand with a credit card and laser-like focus. Today we talk about why you need to take a chance on yourself, the importance of a good work ethic, how sometimes life comes full circle, how you should lean into what makes you special to make your brand authentic, and why you need to run your own race. I always love chatting with Jared, and I think you'll really enjoy this episode. So I don't know what you know about this podcast, but the filter, which I adhere to very strictly, is started from the bottom. Now you're here, brand builder, game changer, maverick, just extraordinary stories. So it's not about being rich. It's not about being famous per se, but it's about building and growing. And we've had, you know, we have Sheryl Sandberg coming on. We've had Hillary Clinton here and Mark Cuban. And I really do stick to the filters. So I want you to know that that's what I think of you and you undeniably are successful, but not because you inherited something, not because you, you know, because you created something. So that's why, that's why I thought it was interesting to talk to you today. So we'll get into your whole brand and how, uh, what it, what it is and what it means to you. But where did you grow up? I grew up in Southern California. I'm one of the rare few people (laughs) that is from here. So, yeah. It's true. And and humble beginnings, what kind of financial situation was in your household growing up? No, you know, I grew up upper middle class. My dad uh, started off kind of from nothing. Uh, my grandparents were Italian immigrants, and my dad grew up just kind of fighting his way through and became very successful. My mother's, my mother's family were more bougie and doctors and lawyers and that kind of thing. And I think through them dating very young, maybe some of my great uncles weren't so kind to him and it motivated him through kind of don't date the help kind of thing to him saying, well, I'm going to be something. I'm going to prove you wrong. And he became very successful. At what? In the car industry, through dealerships, through Chevy, actually, you know, Chevy dealerships. And, you know, started from a lot boy to a mechanic to running and, and, and doing that. So I had a lot of privileges growing up, but I also saw how hard he worked and what he sacrificed to be successful. And I think you... I don't know how you feel, Bethany, but I feel like you learn work ethic. You see someone work their ass off or struggle or sacrifice. And if you've got an entrepreneurial brain or you've got that kind of in you, you somehow connect to that energy and understand that it's not easy and it shouldn't be easy because nothing great comes from easy, but you go for it. You don't give up. Well, what's interesting to people is with the relationship within your house to work ethic and money and having and not having. So do you remember not having, and did you have to have a job? What what was your, what was the work ethic in your house? What was told to you if you have, because it's not easy to raise wealthy kids because you're saying to them, you have to do all these things that I did like me, but, but then again, I can do anything I want and my daughter can do anything we want. And I do not have a spoiled child at all because I do not negotiate with terrorists, but it's certainly harder (laughs) You know, when you flew coach as a child, when your kid's flying, you know, private sometimes or a lot of the times or, you know, first class, it's hard to still instill that. So what was that dynamic like in your house, Uh, work ethic and money? It's funny you say that because I we helped raise my nephew and I struggle with that. I struggle with my family today. How much do you give? It's it's difficult. But I grew I grew up with a lot of boundaries. I, I had things. 
I had eight cars by the time I graduated high school. You know, it was car thing. Um, I got a pony for Christmas. You know, my husband grew up much different. I got a pony for Christmas and he was evicted on Christmas Day. So we'd, we had, there's a, there's a huge, you know, there, we come from two different worlds, but I, but I have to tell you, I had to, um, I had to behave. I had to perform. I had to, well, on my mother's side, like she was very much about like presenting yourself out. Like you, I had to talk, you know, you know, as a kid, when you, when you meet a friend in the grocery store and you're shy, I, I was like, you go talk to them. You go say hello. Like I was, I saw, I was kind of trained to be out there, but then also I, I got a lot of things, but I had to act a certain way. I had to perform, meaning I had to behave, you know? There were rules. The, the gifts had strings. Yes. Oh, oh, yes. There was not, it was not unconditional. It was, there were conditions to, to being privileged. Absolutely. So um, when did you uh, come out? Wow, that's a, that's a, that's a very interesting, interesting story. So I actually have never, well, to my father, I've never come out, which is a, a funny story. So, you know, I grew up kind of as the kid who was very creative. My teddy bear was alive. I was, I was hunting Smurfs. You know, I always grew up looking at life through kind of rainbow colored glasses. So I think that I never, I never edited myself and I never changed who I was, even though there was a lot of pressure maybe to do that, to man up, to, to be calm, normal or act normal or whatever that was. I never did that. I always felt like people didn't get it. You don't get it. I, I kind of knew who I was, but I didn't, I wasn't sure what that meant. I struggled as a, as a religious kid, what that meant. So I had to figure that out for myself. So I agree. I agree. But you know, listen, you are very successful. You, so no, did no one gave you money to start your business? You started at the makeup counter. I had to work. So I, my, my parents bought me a condo, but I had to work. I, I wasn't allowed to do nothing. Like I had to succeed. I had to do something. I had to participate. I had to excel. And so I fell into beauty on complete accident and I just saw it as another form of art. And I found, I, I discovered there was a way that I could help instill self-esteem into these women for 10 minutes and become their gay best friend. And, and it was, it was in the late nineties and I'd had some celebrity clients. I worked at Saks and they would come in and be like, I'm going to the Emmys. I'm going to the MTV awards. I want brown eyeshadow. And I was like, no, no, let's do something fun. So I would chop up a Chanel blush and mix it with a Lancome lipstick. And, you know, I just destroyed every tester creating these crazy things that I got a reputation for it. And so you would come in, Bethany, you'd have to buy eight things. I would take them home, melt them in my microwave, bring them back to you in a little Tupperware cup. You would pick it up the next day. And that's how I operated. No, really? Yes. Yes. Until, until security caught me and was like, you can't do that. You know? And so I thought, let's do something. Let's, let's figure this out. You were busting out. I saw there was more potential for fun, for dreaming. And through it, we created the first glitter eyeshadow ever. There was no glitter eyeshadow. Uh, we, we created the first efficacious lip plumper and we launched this little brand called Too Faced at Fred Siegel and Nordstrom. And I would walk on my lunch hour from Saks to Nordstrom, sell Too Faced, and then go back to Saks. And we got a Vogue feature and my executive threw the Vogue down on my counter at one point said, what are you doing? And I was like, I think I have to quit. I don't know. I mean, it, it really happened in this organically creative, ambitious, wild way. Well, it's funny because you talk about liking baking and you've done a collab with a bakery. But I, the, when I read about you and this process, I thought about how cooking used to be like exactly precise and you follow these steps. And then this thing comes out that looks like the picture, theoretically. And makeup was the same thing. First you do this, then you do that, then you do the eyeliner, then you do it inside. Or There was not contouring. There were not different ways. It wasn't art. And you're talking about the way that I cook Whatever's around, I throw it in. You could make chicken with cilantro, parsley, basil. It doesn't make a difference. It's all gonna, all roads lead to Rome. And, and you're talking about just being inspired and sort of being creative and having the freedom to treat beauty that way. Like choose your own adventure. That's exactly it. No one has ever articulated it that way. And you're a thousand billion percent correct. I walked into this world of rules and I was like, why are you taking this so seriously? Add a little this, add a little that. Yes, that was ex that is two-faced. That is 100% how it happened. Because I think you're inclined to baking for the same reason. And baking's supposed to be precise, but you can still add nutmeg instead of cinnamon, add, add almonds instead of walnuts. I mean, I do that. And they're happy accidents that come out. Yes, that's exactly what happened. You're the 
first person in 24 years of ever talking to anyone who who, who articulated that for me. I, I believe you. That's why I ask you so many questions because I want to get to like the core of what we're talking about. You know, what, what makes you different, what you're thinking about humanizing you so people can go choose their own adventure and be successful at anything. It could be shoelaces. It doesn't make a difference. It's just like, what is it? And that's the thing. Obviously, you're creative. That's clear. Um, we've made that clear. But do you consider yourself as much of a business person as a creative person? Well, you know, my husband would say I'm, I have two sides of my brain. I'm like equal. He's much, much more business oriented. And he's partners with you in this business? Yeah. We created it two years after we met together as kids. Yes. Wow. Working at the mall. Yes. Wow. He was working at the mall too? Yeah. Because of me. Because of me, I met him and he's, he ended up working for Chanel. Uh, he fell into Chanel as his first job. Who does that? Um, but yes, he, he has the most innate, amazing business mind. I will tell you that his instincts are amazing. I'll, I'll get myself into trouble all the time, Bethany, because I'm emotional and I don't know when I'm crossing a line. Sometimes I just, I'm too direct and I'll just say it. He's very good about, you know, playing the, he's a good cop. Yeah. And he can, he can dance to the rhythm of business a little more than I can. But I think Bethany, you can't just be creative without having a business mind. Otherwise you're unharnessed energy. I know a lot of creative people who don't have a business mind and they're just crazy, fun, creative people. They haven't focused it into something. It's not corralled. It's not corralled, but you have to know what you know and know what you don't know. I am a person, I'm definitely a business person, obviously, but I really am very familiar with concepts. So I could be talking to lawyers about a concept that has never happened before and weave it into a contract. Meaning I don't know exactly what all those words mean and I don't know what all this lingo means. Go make sure that they do that. And that's a concept. So you can be a person who's creative and still execute like a business person because you know what you don't know. So just don't count yourself out at home if you're a creative person that you're not a business person because they're not necessarily mutually exclusive. Well, and you grow into it, Beth. You have to pull the balloon down and tie it to something. Yes. But you you learn that you have it in you, perhaps. But you 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 sharpen that skill as you go through. Well, yes, and the more people, the more you succeed, and the more people give you opportunities, then yes, you learn each time. Each you know, it's like case law. Every time you do something in business, every time you make a mistake, every time you have a success, you have that case law to draw upon for the next case. So obviously, you're an innovator, and you did it your own way. And you did it very differently. And, you know, you talk about the emotionality of makeup. I actually, I'm in swim now. I'm getting into swim and I'm in jeans and there's an emotionality to the purchase. And it's okay. Like, for example, I don't, unless I'm, you know, working or being paid, I don't wear makeup. I just, I'm not wearing makeup now and the irony's not lost on me. But I love certain makeup because I like the way it looks and the way it makes me feel and the way it smells. And you can have a purse that you never wear that you just keep in your closet as sort of a beautiful design. And I, yeah. it makes me happy. And I like looking yeah. at it and once in a, and like I like opening it and playing with it with my daughter. And I like the gifts yeah. you guys, you know, that I've seen that you guys do at stores and, yes. and, and the smells and like the chocolate stuff. So you're being creative and having fun with it. Everything doesn't have to be so serious and so literal. So I'm a person who doesn't even care or know that much about makeup, but I love it and I appreciate it. I like having it. So it's interesting that you just, you, you hit a whole other market. Well, Bethany, you have to look at it from your own point of view. And that's what I always tell someone. Don't be a version of someone else. Don't try to come in because you want to get rich. What do you have to say? What do you have to offer the world? So I entered this world with a very specific point of view, which was be fun, break every rule. Don't meet other people's expectations, meet your own reinvent yourself every day. And I want to help you create the best version of yourself so you can feel empowered to go through this world, move through this world, get the job you want, dump that loser boyfriend who's not treating you right and go grab life by the balls because the way you look at yourself in the mirror affects the way you feel. Your shoulders go back. When, you, when, you've, when you've got a great face of makeup or you have a great handbag or whatever makes you feel, you're, you kind of sit up straighter, right? And you go out in the world and you, you put your stilettos on, you've got your Hermes bag and you've got your better than six lashes and you go attack the world. And for some people, it's a game changer for them. It helps them express themselves. I agree. And I would really, I, no one's really executed properly the makeup palette for the person that doesn't really wear makeup. Like the very instant one thing where everything doubles. I would love to do that. But anyway, because that's really me. It's the guy that takes me. I can help you. I can help you. All right. Well, maybe, we'll do, maybe we'll do that. <laughs> we can name it after cocktails and we can be like authentic. All right. So I'd love that. So would I.
Mother's Day is May 12th, and Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Macy's makes it easy for your little ones to buy a present for you for Mother's Day. Bryn loves to shop but sometimes has a hard time figuring out what to get me. I have confidence that Macy's Gift Finder will be a great guide for her. Something for everyone at every price point. Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas, it's so easy to shop. You can shop by price, category, or gift lists, like for the mom who has everything, gifts that are already wrapped and ready to be gifted, and gifts for grandma. Plus, Macy's has top gifts like Beats headphones, digital photo frames, Polaroid camera, and Samsung smart TV, the frame. Head on over to Macy's.com slash gift finder for the perfect inspiration for Mother's Day. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On-demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. The virus that causes shingles is sleeping in 99% of people over 50. It's lying dormant, waiting, and it could reactivate at any time. And while not everyone at risk will develop shingles, it strikes as a painful, blistering rash that can last for weeks. Think you're not at risk for shingles? It's time to wake up, because shingles could wake up in you. If you're over 50, talk to your doctor or pharmacist about shingles prevention. So, but everyone, you know, the way the story sounds is like you were uh, Renee Zellweger plucked off the street and then had an Academy Award. So you said you were at the counter. You're working at a counter for how long? I was working behind the counter for uh, a total of about Four and a half years. Okay. In Beverly in Beverly Hills or in Newport? In Newport Beach. Um, it was funny because John Dempsey, who's now, I work with John Dempsey at Estee Lauder at a full circle. He was my executive at the time. And um, they had to change dress code for me, uh, corporate dress code, because I was this crazy kid who walked into this very conservative, conservative environment. And I just was breaking every rule. I would not wear a suit. I would not wear a tie. I was the highest paid salesperson when I left because- You were making real money? Yeah. I didn't work weekends, Bethany. I was like, I won't work Friday or Saturday. Sorry. I wouldn't work Saturday or Sunday and I wouldn't work past four on Friday. You popped off. You popped off. You but just but I earned it. Yeah. I earned it. No, no, I no, made I, more I, money. Yeah. You know, you, I proved myself. And by the time I left. No, you're, it's a horse race. That counter, it's the best person wins. Yeah, I, I got it. The, it. Retail is like the whole store. I was competing against guys in suits. I wanted to be number one. And that was just in me. Okay. That says a lot. So that it doesn't matter where you start. That's the other thing. That's why I always like to bring it home to them. Everything is your business. You're working. I used to work on this as a Save by the Bell PA. I got the coffee better. I made the copies better. It doesn't matter what you're doing. If you are a bus girl or boy, you come in. I've hired people who were bus girls or boys. I've hired people who didn't even know how to cook who were helping me because they were like, I'm on it. I've got it. I'll do it. I'll figure it out. We did not live in the generation of when's my break, when's my vacation, count my hours. We worked our asses off and we figured it out. And it doesn't matter where you start. You could start at Jack in the Box. If you are good, you will rise to the top and then be able to make a move to something else that's bigger. Yeah, It is the way it goes. Hard work. No Instagram, none of that. I'm afraid of corporate people because from my experience, 
they don't have what you just described is the drive, the tenacity, the, the, the figuring it out. When you get into the corporate environment, I don't know if you've noticed, but there are a lot of lazy ass entitled people who just want to point their finger and get out. But you were in the, no, I disagree because you were in the corporate structure. You were working in at I, Saks Fifth Avenue. Great, but don't fit in at your office. Just make, just rise yeah, Don't to the fit top. in, be you. Right, just rise to the goddamn top and figure it out. You know, just figure Amen. it out. But I was so, also at the store level. I, I'm talking about when you get into the towers in New York and, you know, like. I know, but there are people there and they have to figure out how to rise above the 50 people. And the way that they do that is not to look to the left or the right, look at that wall in front of you and get there and don't think about what everybody else is doing. I always say that, run your own race. I, I do not, I'm not in competition with other brands. I'm a fan of other brands. I don't look at what they're doing. I don't look at what they're doing. Keep your eyes focused on the price and keep running. That's it. Nobody needs to fail for me to succeed, Bethany. So like run your own race, be the best you you can be, create the best product you can. Exactly. Okay, so you have a private label person making it and you because of your relationships and your reputation and because you got press, you hustled. That's how you got into Fred Siegel and then it took off? You know, this is where, like, for me, the God element comes in. I, I have, I, I believe in God, and I, I pray a lot, and I have faith. And so, it wasn't just about me. So I'll tell you, like, because I was this crazy kid behind the counter calling corporate, saying, "I just made this sale, and why don't we have this concealer? And why does you know?" I just would call corporate because I, I didn't know I shouldn't. And they came down a couple of times and show, would show me things, not because they really cared about what I thought. I think they were in town. They said, go see this crazy kid. And they showed me some products and they had lab names on them. So you were connecting, you were making connections and you were raising your hand. Who can, everybody's accessible. You can call anybody. I've called producers whose names I've seen on television. I will call. There's nobody I will not call and leave my name. And even when I was a nobody, I'd call them and I'd send them cookies or I'd do yeah. something or I'd get noticed. Connect. So you were connecting and rising above from just being some schmuck making whatever an hour at the counter. Out of just pure passion and drive. So yeah. I saw these lab names and then I was talking, Jeremy came home one day and I'd create, you know, I'd been creating all these crazy things in my kitchen with craft glitter and things, just creating stuff. And I said, I, I, and, and prior to this, Bethany, I went to animation school out of high school. So when I was in high school, Disney and Warner Brothers had this little school after school that they were kind of incubating creative people. And through that, I learned how to really express myself through drawing. So anyway, I had created this character named Envy, who she was little pieces of all the girls and guys that I worked with in the cosmetics department. The arrogant, crazy ones, the ones that wore too much makeup, the ones who would couldn't be bothered to help you, you know, whatever. So her name was Envy, and I created this whole world around her, this cartoon character. And Jeremy came home, and I said, I've created an idea. I have this idea. I want to create a makeup brand. I want to use that stuff that I've been doing, but I want to do it for her. Like, I created a... I created a prototype of my customer and I created everything for her. And we, and, and so through that, we called this lab and I said, I work for Lauder. Well, it's like what HSN does. What does she want? You're saying this fictitious character, what does yes, she want? Yes. Where does she live? She, yeah. Yes. That's a, you're creating a brand culture. You're saying everything yes. that you do has to adhere to what she wants, does, lives, breeds, etc. It wasn't you. Cause you're not making this for you. You're making it for, it wasn't for me. It was for the best, the best, the best friend that I wanted, kind of. And I, and I drew what car she drove. And her her rearview mirror had a five times uh, magnifier so she could put on her makeup while she was at a stop sign. I did all this stuff. So Jeremy came home and I created this idea and he took me seriously. And we called this lab, said we work for Lauder. I did not say at the mall. Got and it. they let us in. And while I was creating this little line, um, I was pressing eyeshadow and I had this there was this club called 1970s in LA at the time we used to go. So we would go to this shop called Aardvarks on Melrose and buy these 1970s. I remember. Kind of, remember Aardvarks? Yeah. So I, I had this black shirt with silver thread in it. It was like this disco shirt from the 70s. And I brought the shirt in and I go, I want to create a nice shadow that looks like this. So they were putting pearls and stuff. And I was like, no, no, no. And I looked over to the other side of the lab where all the lip gloss was being made. And there were glitter jars, jars of glitter lined up. And I go, no, no. I want that. Put that in this black eyeshadow. And the woman who was helping me said, oh, you can't do that. I said, why? So I ran over, not knowing I shouldn't. Everybody looks at you like, you know, you've crossed the line because people look at you, you know? Yeah. So I walk over, grab this jar of glitter. People are looking at me like I just committed some kind of crime. I don't care. And I go, put this glitter in there. And she said, no. And I said, why? She said, it needs binder. And I said, well, put more binder, right? After like the fifth try, it worked. So we created the first glitter eyeshadow. At the time, I didn't have contracts. I didn't have lawyers. So, of course, they sold it to everyone. But I was so thrilled. And we launched with 10 eyeshadows, 10 lipsticks, and 8 nail polishes, which which we couldn't afford to have filled. So, we poured the 
We poured the nail polishes into the jars ourselves with little BBs I bought at Kmart. You just do what you have to do, right? I did. I used to blow dry my cookies in shrink wrap plastic and shrink wrap them by blow drying and stay up all night and drive them in my $500 car to the (laughs) delis. You're young. You have no responsibility, but you just got to make it work. I love this. Okay. So now you have a big distribution and now what happens next? Where do you get, where do you get the money to expand? Well, no, we got bought in. We got bought into, you know, and, and out of pure craziness, we get a, we get an appointment with Nordstrom after being in Fred Siegel for a couple of weeks and, and they buy it and it, it happens. So we immediately kind of connect with young Hollywood. So Drew Barrymore's calling, Cameron Diaz is calling, Julia Roberts is calling, the Oscar bags call us. And this thing starts blowing up. And um, again, we get a feature in Vogue. And because at the time there was no category like Two-Face, there was hard candy that had launched. Urban Decay was brand, brand new, and then Two-Faced. So we're these wild kids disrupting the beauty area. And, you know, it, it kind of just took off from there. But I have to tell you, it was not easy. Everything was make or break. Every move we made was do or die. And it wasn't t- till about six or seven years in that I felt really successful, even though we'd made multi-million dollars along the way. You were able to take money out of the business within the first six or seven years you had made. You had millions of dollars in your bank account by the seventh year. That And you had had... yes. By like and the, you had had like no, a yeah. couple hundred thousand mm-hmm. dollars to start or nothing, not even thousands. My parents gave me $20,000. I did everything on charge cards and we rolled the dice. I had great credit. My parents always taught me your credit cards are like a checking account. You don't keep it, you know, whatever. I had great credit. My parents gave me some money and we rolled the dice and, every, and we ate peanut butter sandwiches instead of buying groceries. We were able to hire our first person. My sister worked for free. Everything went into the business. So Everything went in. So even when you get an order and you think, oh my God, this is life-changing, it all has to go back in. So you first, after like four or five years, you were able to, you had money coming into the bank account. Because I never had that. I never had money coming in from Skinny Girl Cocktails until I sold it. It went from like nothing to then selling. So there was no money coming to me. It was beyond going back into the business. And my partner didn't have enough money to spend ahead of the brand. And I read part of your thing about people going bankrupt and not wanting to pay you. And we didn't have the money to spend ahead of the brand. And what I mean, everybody, is that I knew if we build it, they will come. I knew it. I knew I was putting it on TV. I was forcing my partner to get me a shrink-wrapped Beetle car because I didn't have a car and I was driving a skinny girl car and I was shameless. And I knew it. And I said to my partner, if we build it, they will come. But he didn't spend enough money to have all of these bottles in the warehouse. So the first year we did like 360,000 cases, which is astronomical. That would be a billion dollars now almost. And we would have done 500,000, except that we didn't spend ahead. We had to make as we went. Well, you couldn't afford it. You couldn't afford to stock your warehouse full. I mean, who can? You get orders and you can't, listen, we grew very slow and very smart and very strong. We could have been 20 times bigger, 20 times faster, but we would not have been able to survive it. No, you would have had bad qualities because you would have suffered. Yeah, you can't do that too. Years ago when I was doing those healthy wheat, egg, and dairy-free cookies, I was able to get interest from uh, Target and Whole Foods. But I knew that the packages used to break sometimes and some of the cookies were different sizes because I didn't have enough of a volume to get the big manufacturer. And if I got into Target and Whole Foods, I could have gotten the big manufacturer, but I thought I'm going to get jammed up in this process. I'm going to send Whole Foods some shitty cookies that are crumbling and they're ne- they're going to remember me for the next 20 years. So I did not do it. And I ended up later folding the business because everybody who's been in this pandemic knows the difference between succeeding and failing can be a week, a week of something going wrong. Like you're literally on fumes and you know that like you, you, you know, it's, 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 it's gnarly. For years, for years, you're living that everything is do or die. And it, and it ends up either breaking people or people become stronger and you thrive through it. And people have asked me even to this day, how do you continue with the pressure of constantly staying on top? Like Bethany, we had the number one and number two best-selling product launch of the entire industry last year out of every brand you've ever heard of. So you're right. You still got, how many years ago did you launch? 24 this, this year. Right. So to be thriving, you know, I've had a brand for a decade, a little over a decade. You were two and a half decades. This is crazy to sustain because you have got to ride that rocket ship while it is flying. And that's the hardest thing. You can launch and it can be great. Organic Avenue, that juice company, they launched. Okay, where are they? You don't relax. 
Don't take your eye off the ball. Don't stop running. If you want to stop running, just get out. Exactly. So it's not that easy and it's not for everybody. And you have to know who you are. Doesn't mean you can't make money. Doesn't mean you can't be successful. But there's a certain thread going through all these people I speak to. And it's that. It's that like you've got to work hard. You're big into social media. It's great. All that's great. Press is great. They are not going to sell products. Hard work. Hard knocks sells business. There's no magic. So I don't even feel the pressure anymore, but because I'm so used to it, I'm sure you are too, but you also have to ask yourself, what are you in this for? I'm in this because I want to change the world. I am not as insane as this sounds because we broke records selling two fists and all that. I'm not motivated by money. I like having money. Uh, you know, it, it, money gives you options. That's all it does. It magnifies the world. If you're a, if you're a wonderful, generous, loving person, you can become more loving and generous through it. If you're self-conscious and and, and selfish and angry, it can destroy you. It's a magnifying glass. I want to change the world. I want to empower people to see the best versions of themselves, to have fun with their beauty, to love themselves more so they can hopefully go out in the world, be kinder, be more generous, be more loving. And as frivolous as that might sound through lip gloss or lip plumper or, or, or the, having the number one mascara in the world, it is literally about changing the world for the better. And I want to spread and reflect God's light with what I do with my life. So everything I do goes to empower, to, to make sure that you know you're seen, that you're loved. That's my brand. And I have a voice. So why am I motivated this many years in to keep doing what I'm doing? I could literally go off and buy anything I want and disappear. I, I have, I'm not interested in that at all. Actually, I have a great friend of mine. I'm, Madonna's a really good friend of mine. And she reminds me of that. No matter how much success she has, she has a job to do. She has a vision to make the world better, to educate, to lighten. And it has nothing to do with your last album or how much money's in your bank account. No, but you can connect that into your brand about you're allowed to do good and do well. You can talk about your hot, you just said the word reflect and it made me think of your highlighter. You can connect yeah. the reflection to your highlighter and mean that that like is symbolic of your religion and yeah. your spirit and the joy and you're allowed to do well and do good at the same time. Um, you said before though, you were methodical. So you didn't rush. You didn't do a smash and grab job. So, so tell people who are listening what that means. Like, what do you mean by that? So someone has an idea they're doing well, or they're starting out, give like the three real solid usable toolbox tips to this, to how the sausage gets made. So you must have an authentic idea that comes from your heart and your soul. You can't just want to be someone else or replicate it or just get rich. So we had something that we believed in that we knew the world wanted. I never questioned once does the world need this or want it? And then you got to go in and you've got to be smart. And th your dream, when you th what you think is the dream when you go in, is that someone's going to write you a million dollar check and bring you into every Bloomingdale's or every you know Nordstrom. But the reality is, if you don't have the infrastructure or the ability to go in strong, it will dilute you. You will be diluted. You will be stretched out, and your your product and your ability to sell it and 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 to present it to the world will be diminished. By the way, that's a great tip because with me, that's why in addition to wanting street cred and wanting to own the logo myself, the reason I sold the cocktail portion of Skinny Girl, I own 100% of everything else. I only sold the one portion was because I, you got to know your limits. You have to know what you're dealing with. I was walking into a world where now Cuervo and Sousa and Patro, everybody was coming in hot to copy the skinny girl, the skinny girl margarita with a skinny B. And you got to know, I, I'm not, that's David and Goliath. I don't know if I could take them and I will lose everything. So you have to make certain decisions along the way based on. I think you could, I think you could have taken them. I think you could have taken them, but you have other, you have other, you have other ambitions and things that you, you know. You got to make sometimes decisions based on the board and what's going on and who's around you. And, and, but no, but for real, like. Fage was the first real Greek yogurt that was out in supermarket stores. And then all of a sudden, Shobani came in and, you know. Which is what, owned by Coke or something? Like these, these. <laughs> yeah, you can't. Yeah, and I once took on Coke because they tried to come after me for a logo infringement that was not a logo infringement. Yeah, me too, sister, me too. And I once took on Nestle, who owned Skinny Cow because of Skinny Girl, and they don't even exist anymore, Skinny Cow. So the point, I don't think, but not in the same way. The point is, you got to be fast and furious. And you got to come in hard and have your shit together with your IP, with your logo, with your team. Have your shit together. Spend, spend twice as much today. Learn every lesson you can today. So tomorrow you're equipped and you're prepared. And we've, like it's saying, we've been through freaking people suing us. That is so erroneous and so unfair and so wrong. But you learn. 
Guys, learn from your mistakes, learn from your successes, learn from the pain. So, because God's preparing you for something bigger tomorrow. And if you don't learn the lesson, you're going to repeat it and it's going to keep hitting you in the head, but the stakes will be higher. Well, Ellen said that to me one time. If you will keep making the same mistake if you don't learn the lesson. But what you just said is what I always say. Now, when it's not that big time is when you want to make the mistakes. Because when you later make the mistakes, the state, the stakes of your mistakes are so much higher. And the stage is so much bigger. When you fail, when you're smaller, not, the world isn't seeing you and you're developing your brand. Like you said, when you're on the, when you're on the global stage and your cookies are crumbling or your lipstick is falling apart, you don't get a second chance. Yeah, exactly. You're making millions of dollars. Things are going great. How does the process happen that someone comes and wants to buy? Who came to buy you? Was Estee Lauder that came to buy you? Um, no. So we we sold little pieces of the company. We, we had three events. All right. So you have millions of dollars in your bank account and you two own 100% of it at that point? Yes. 100%. Okay. So then what happened? Now what happens? So uh, then, you know, another level, another devil. We were smart enough to realize we had taken it as far as we could at this point. I think it was like 17 years in. And what numbers were you doing annually? Yeah, like a lot. <laughs> How important is who you partner with in this life, personally and professionally? I mean, uh, talk about how important is it to find your team? For me, trust is number one. For me, I can't have a friendship, any relationship without trust. And the unfortunate thing is you can't trust everyone and you need to be smart enough and not naive enough to understand it when somebody shows you who they are, believe it. But you have to go in with an open heart and give everyone a shot and give everyone a chance and hope for the best. And stay smart enough to keep your, to, to stay protected and to keep the, that trusted group tight. Keep your circle tight. Keep it tight, 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 tight. Well, you stayed in, which is interesting. Obviously, the numbers you're talking about, you could walk away and swim away now and do anything you want, but you stayed in. This is your baby. You're a chief creative officer. Did you have to stay in or could you have just walked out and jet skied, you know, behind your yacht? Well, I have a deal that me staying in uh, makes a lot of sense. Um, I could leave at any time, of course, anyone can. The deal made with Lauder, they understandably wanted Jeremy and I to go. It, it was a part of it. Like, we are the brand. We are the brand. So that was a part of the deal. Yeah, we, we had to go. And do you still feel that it's your brand, that it lives and breathes you, and that you get to, you know, infuse who you are into it? What I've learned through this process through the, through the billions of dollars and the corporate game is that Too Faced isn't a logo or a Pantone or a mascara. It's me. It's what's in my heart. Skinny girls in your heart. No one could do it the way you do it. It is who I am. It's how I see the world. And I will not dilute it in any way. So I fight every day to keep Too Faced as sharp and as authentic and as powerful and as pure as I can and as our customers and clients deserve. And it has been challenging. That's what I call protect the realm. And it comes at a cost. Yeah, I got it. I know. It's hard to protect the realm. And letting go is not that easy too. But it's something that- I don't let go. Bethany, teach me how to let go. Everything matters to me. Every fucking thing matters to me. Same. It's it's not great. I know, but you've done well. Who the hell am I to tell you? But I'm saying <laughs> I, I everything matters to me too. Everything is my business. I, I would rather not do it then then do it poorly no matter what it is oh my god i can't believe you just said that i don't care don't I, don't do it i've been in meetings where they're like well then we're not going to do it and i'm like then don't do it and there's there's a hundred million dollars on the line i'm like then don't do it i'm not going to put something out that's inauthentic i don't believe in or that you dumbed down or that you infected with your own shit so the most important thing to ask is um about relationship. Like, so I talk a lot on here about successful relationships and it, and it's not just about having a successful relationship. It's about successful people having a quote unquote successful relationship. I don't think anybody's got a perfect relationship. I don't want anybody else's relationship, but there are certain things in powerful people that are threads. I've spoken to people on here that have said, I don't work on me. I don't work on you. Meaning we're together. I don't work on you. I work on myself. Or I give the other person a leash and let them be who they are. Or we don't worry about what it's supposed to be. What is it for you, a successful relationship? What works for you? Well, Jeremy and I have been together for 25 years this year. We built Two Faced two, you know, two years after we met. Um, he's my absolute favorite human being on the planet. I'm so grateful for him every day. He takes care of me like no one else on the planet has or could, understands me in a way that nobody else could. And he's my favorite human being and my favorite thing. That alone 
is remarkable. Like, is that not remarkable? That's like so much more lucky than any of this other stuff we're talking about. That is- It's everything. Get your personal shit in order before you become a business person. Like, whatever, whatever, whoever it is, if it's your best, your relationships, your best friend, your mother, your life partner, that whole area needs to be in check. And it sounds like that's your foundation. That might've been what created your foundation. Your foundation is the reason for your foundation. Yeah, for real. Um, no, he he allows me to be the best version of myself. I I don't trust uh, very well, and I'm very guarded. And he makes me feel safer than I could imagine. And he's my favorite thing. And I'm grateful for him every day. And I feel like that's the most important thing. Be grateful for the love that you have. Be grateful for your partner, number one. Don't forget to say thank you. Don't forget to be appreciative. When he takes something upstairs from me, I thank him. You know, when I see people... He's the thing I'm most grateful for. Wow. You're at such another level, but this pandemic has shaken the snow globe up. Some people are on the right side of it. Some people are on the wrong side of it. I feel that this is such a rebirth and that it's a very challenging growing pain and obviously detrimental and devastating for many people. But it can be something where you plant seeds and they grow into big, beautiful flowers and trees. Like if you can weather the storm, if you can get unstunted and figure out how this affects you and how you can thrive in it, you can come out on the other side. And we can be literal, like if you have a business and e-commerce is changing people's lives and the way they do things, or we can be metaphor, you know, just like sort of spiritual about the fact that open up the, the channels because when you're not panicked, that's when you can have the great ideas and figure out how you're going to make this into something positive for you. I was panicked. You know, for me, listen, it's been devastating for many people, including some of my very closest friends have lost parents. It's been horrible. But another, if we if we can look for something good in it, it I think it gave us a pause. It. I was on a roller coaster that I could not get off of. And there was one way of working, one way of being. It was a, it was just a thousand miles an hour nonstop. And you want, sometimes you want to get off the ride at any level. You want to get off the goddamn ride. Sometimes you need to. And what this did is it forced me to pause. It forced us all to pause and to look around and see how we've been doing it, how we can do it differently and how we maybe should be doing it for ourselves, for our health, for our happiness. And don't the best ideas come to you during those pauses, like the logical explanations and ways to do things? I'm better when I'm around people. Like for me, I I thrive on what you're eating, what you're drinking. Why are you wearing three rings on one finger? What do your shoes look like? I soak everybody's- Energy. Yes. And so for me, it's been difficult because I'm not around my team. But what I had to do was go back to how I started to face. I was alone and I had to open my heart and open my mind up to to the environment that I'm in at every level. And I think that if you're creative, Bethany, this is something that people don't tell you. The more creative you are as a, as a creative person, the more you have to leave your heart open, the more vulnerable you become, the more pain you're going to feel. And as a person who you need to leave it open wide so I can be inspired by a tissue box or by a flower or by, you know. Do you have any final like mantra or thing that you want to say? Yeah. Never give up. Never let anyone tell you who you are or who you should be. Be, be the, the most intense, potent, beautiful version of yourself and show that to the world because God only made one of you. There will never, ever be another Bethany. So share her in the most dramatic, bright, beautiful, authentic way you can so you can affect as many people as you can so we can propel this world forward and make it better because you make this world better. Every single one of you make this world better. You're amazing. This was a delight. I'm so grateful. I'm so glad you were here. I was really excited and you exceeded my expectations. So thank you so much. Thank you. Can we have dinner again next time I'm in New York, please? I would love it. I would absolutely love it. So that was Jared and he was amazing. We all loved him. My producers loved him. He is inspiring. He's authentic. He's spiritual. He's religious. He's honest. He's loving. He's been through a lot. And he's successful. And he does great things in the world. And he does well for himself. And it's all really based in this foundation of his loving relationship with his life and business partner, which is very rare. And that foundation has laid the groundworks for his makeup foundation at Too Faced. So he was wonderful and great. And I mean, wow, you know, there are people who come on here who are successful to have 
a major public international global company call you and say, we want to buy your company for one and a half billion dollars. I don't know what to say. Thank you for all listening. Remember to rate, review, and subscribe. Thank you so much. Just Be is hosted and executive produced by me, Bethany Frankel. Just Be is a production of Be Real Productions and iHeartRadio. Our managing producer is Fiona Smith, and our producer is Stephanie Stender. Our EP is Morgan Lavoie. To catch more moments from the show, follow us on Instagram at Just Be With Bethany. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. This message comes from Viking, committed to exploring the world in comfort. Journey through the heart of Europe on an elegant Viking longship with thoughtful service, destination-focused dining, and cultural enrichment on board and on shore. And every Viking voyage is all-inclusive, with no children and no casinos. Discover more at Viking.com. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org.